Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. Sponsored by Bet Online, I am Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. Joined as always by Sheldon Williams, the landlord, the Duke Athletics Hall of Famer. Sheldon, how are you doing this week? It's a good week to be a Blue Devil, isn't it? Yes, it, it certainly is. I mean, uh, we had two back-to-back games of revenge games, and we came out on top, as well as you know playing at home and taking care of home and finishing the season, our regular season, undefeated. So uh, big uh, props to. Uh, Coach John Shire in his first year, you know, for him winning the most winning games for a first-year coach, as well as going undefeated. Uh, it was pretty cool to kind of see the IG post where the first game, you know, John won. The players are throwing the water on him. Yeah. And then the last game, he comes in throwing the water on the players. So yeah. it was pretty cool kind of seeing that. <laughs> that was good work by the social media team over there. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? They yeah. Kind of did the, uh, the alpha and the omega there of the whole season and everything. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a big accomplishment. It's only been, It's only been done. 19 times in the history of Duke basketball, which 19 sounds like a lot, which it, it t- speaks to Cameron's, you know, power, but it also speaks to the, in the long history of Duke basketball over a hundred years, mm-hmm. 19 times isn't really that many. So uh, it's a big accomplishment for this group and for uh, what they've been through. And, uh, you know, there were times they didn't have the whole roster. A lot of times for a lot of those games, Right, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think back to the Miami game in January when the team really wasn't playing very well. And our, and also the pit game in January, right? That was only a week after that NC State yeah. loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Roach was out, and uh, you know they they beat both those teams at home. So, uh, great accomplishment for the Blue Devils in that one. Um, I do want to speak in a bet online earlier. I mentioned I want to remind everybody that bet online is the number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC and MMA and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, live scores. For almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Uh, Blue Devils, um, yeah, the revenge tour. We talked about winning at home, and that's important. Right. Uh, that revenge tour really works when, when they're at home, uh, last 20 years, they'd never lost the game, uh, in a rematch situation from the same season. When they lost to the team on the road earlier, that team comes to Cameron Duke is perfect. 19 and 0. uh, it's, it really speaks to, you know, uh, overall the program hit the strength of the program and the pride in the program, but this group in particular, right? I mean, this is a team that is filled with newcomers, except for Jeremy Roach and Jalen Blake's. And yet, uh, they had the, the wherewithal to pull it together, Virginia Tech and NC, NC State in particular, because of the way that loss went in Raleigh, uh, to, to pull it together and 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 win both those games, you know, fairly handily. I mean, I know this state game ended up being close at the end, but Duke was up 12 points with two minutes to go. So um, that was a really impressive performance, both games. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, you kind of hit it, uh, the nail on the head. This team is a very young team, and uh, with the uh, exception of, uh, Blake's and uh, Roach, 
But this team has gone through a lot of adversity throughout the whole year. I mean, with Lively and Whitehead being hurt, then them coming back, and then Whitehead being hurt again, uh, Roach sitting out some games during a key moment during the season, sitting out some games. And we didn't have a full roster until later in the year. And then once we, you know, finally started having a full roster, you know, you kind of start seeing the steps that we need to take. So it's great to see that this team is now clicking on all cylinders, you know, late in the year, getting ready for the last game against Carolina and ramping up for the ACC tournament. But it's been great to see that the, the, the progress and the mindset of these young athletes have been, you know, everything been thrown at them. And yeah. they've been still believing in the process of what uh, Coach Shire and the Duke staff have been preaching to them, you know, day in, day out. And it speaks volumes about their maturity level as well as just, you know, them just having a certain uh, professionalism to them kind of taking this job serious. And no matter if this guy's hurt behind me or I'm hurt, we are trusting each other that they can come in and have our back and, you know, hold the ship, so to speak, until, you know, the starters or the key players get back. Yeah, and and to me, and um, we have plenty to talk about with the Carolina game. Looking forward to that on Saturday night. But I do want to revisit Tuesday night against NC State. And on the point of maturity, uh, let's talk about the progress Therese Proctor has made as a defender, right? He's made a lot of progress on the offensive and not discounting that at all. But uh, he had the assignment on Tercravian Smith the other night. And, mm-hmm. you know, Smith scored in single digits. It's only the second time this year that's happened to him. He rarely does that. He didn't get a three-pointer until late. It was garbage time by the time he hit his three-pointer late last two minutes of the game. Um, watching that game from, from the sidelines, I could see Proctor was in his jersey the whole time. I mean, they were pushing and shoving each other away for the ball. We saw the the technical that Smith got when he pushed Proctor, and uh, he, he tripped over DJ Burns, and everybody says it's a flop. I know I saw social media. I get it. Uh he, yeah, he bumped yeah. into DJ Burns, and then that's going to make you bounce off. We all know what DJ bit, Burns looks yeah. like, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, look at look at the defender Tyrese has become, and and that. What do you think about what you've seen from him in that department? Uh, I think he's growing up. I mean, uh, like you said, you know, I was looking at the stats. You know, he only had eight points. Uh, the guy he's guarding Smith, we only had eight points, two for nine, and having this assignment um, coming off of uh, the last Hunter Couture. Hunter Couture, yes. uh, having that, that that assignment as well, he is taking the responsibility of being, hey, I'm the defensive stopper, so to speak. So for him to have a, a young uh, guy like that, to have that mindset where, you know, uh, I want the guy who's hot right now. I want the guy who's leading, you know, them. I want to shut him off and, you know, cut his water off where he can't, you know, you know he, he can't go anymore. Um, fortunately for us, uh, I was a little bit worried because uh, Burns had uh, seven of the first fifteen points, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, I right, seen this story already. You know, you know, calm that down, calm that down. He, he kind of threw out Young and Lively and flip at him. I uh, kind of you know banged his body up, and he wound up having what um, I think thirteen points with six for ten, six for fifteen. Right. So he wound up uh, kind of getting shut down, you know, throughout the the rest of the game. But those first you know, seven of the first 15 points, you know, you know Burns had, and you know, like, we got to, you know, slow this guy down. And fortunately for us, you know, we didn't get a chance to really shoot the ball well uh, from three. I think we only mm-hmm. shot like, you know, 10%, something crazy. Yeah, two, two out of 19. 19, yeah. yeah, two yeah. out of 19, which is, yeah. you know, something that we can't, you know, do going, you know, deeper in the, in the, in the ACC tournament as well as the NCAA. So 
But the fact that we uh, killed them on the boards, you know, we uh, we had a lot of offense rebounds, which was a uh, mm-hmm. kind of you could tell going in that we, that's what we need to do. We need to get uh, you know first burns off the burns off the uh, the glass, and then we got to attack the glass on the other end and make him you know tire him out a little bit. And I think that did a good job of what they did because you know he wound up you know starting off hot and then kind of fizzled out later on as the game went on. He did. He was uh, he was two out of ten from the field in the second half. So that tells you what happened. You're yeah, right. They, yeah. they they wore him out some. Some of the shots he usually makes didn't fall for whatever reason. Um, I know a lot of times, and you saw it too. They they would throw flipping lively. They double team him some and try to uh, confuse him that way and uh, prevent prevent him from making that little up and under move he does a little bit, which is yeah yeah you know, yeah for a big yeah. guy like that. That's a tough <laughs> move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. I mean he has a soft touch. I mean I, I was very uh, impressed with him when we played. At NC State, because I had no idea who the guy was. I'm like, who was this uh this lineman over here yeah. <laughs> playing basketball, you know? But he, he had good feet and uh, soft touch. And, you know, he's posting up a three-point line and backing guys down. And it, it wasn't just us. He was doing that throughout, you know, throughout the ACC. So yeah. it was kind of crazy seeing that. But the fact that we kind of took onus on him because we knew coming in that he hurt us bad last time as well as the guards. And fortunately, we was able to kind of shut down two of them. Uh, the other guard, uh, I forgot his name. He Joiner. Yeah, I think he had twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. He was yeah. eighteen. Yeah. So he still got his, but we were able to shut down, you know, Smith and Burns, and you know, two of those guys were, you know, high high double digit guys for us uh, against us last time. Right. They have they have three top scorers there, the two guards, and then Burns inside is it mm-hmm. completes the balanced offense and. Right. Uh, Casey Marcel, to a lesser extent, uh, hit some three-pointers in, in the perimeter. They shut him down, too. But, yeah, did, uh, Jordan's going to get – somebody's going to get their points. Somebody has to score, right? So right, Somebody's right, going right. to get points. But you can't have all three of them getting points, right? <laughs> yeah, so. exactly, exactly. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, speaking uh, of getting points, I mean, uh, our, our captain, uh, Roach, you know, he showed up big for us. You know, every time we needed a big basket – you know, he's coming to the lane. He's doing a little floater or he's doing his little scoop on another layup. And he's getting – he was very – very aggressive. So he had a really good game. Uh, we had what four guys in uh, double digits. You know, um, you know, I still would like to see Whitehead a little bit more aggressive. Uh, but he was at least two for two uh, uh, versus the last couple of games where he wasn't shooting the ball well. So I'm hoping that he's getting that confidence back and he's getting that step back. But he's not. I'm, I'm glad that he's not forcing things because mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of times when you're trying to get the you know your rhythm back, you're trying to force a lot of bad shots. But he's still playing within the rhythm of the offense. And it's been good to see that he's not he's not letting that get to him mentally. And he, he's showing me he played uh, well defensively. And I just like to see him a little, little bit more aggressive on the offense end. Yeah, he's he's a driver and a slasher. Uh, as it was a reputation once from high school and that level. So um, obviously he's defended different here, but uh, he that is that is part of his game. And uh, he's getting into his rhythm. He's you know uh, he's a guy that you know we get to well now it is March, but we get to the tournaments. You know, every once in a while he could pop up and, and hit you, you know, 18 or 20 points out of nowhere. And that's a weapon a lot of teams would like to have. So, uh, especially yeah. coming especially off the bench. bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. But what you said about Roach, I want to get back to that too, because I wrote something in the paper uh, uh, after that game about him and about how during this winning streak, he's averaged almost 16 points a game. And uh, to me, the things different about him now from earlier in the year is the drives, the drives down the lane and finishing. He was he was missing a lot of those early, it seemed like, or maybe when his toe was bothering him. And his toe still isn't hundred percent, by the way. He tweaked it a little bit during that game. He told us that every once in a while he just steps on it and it, you know, you see him like kind of shake his foot a little bit and it, you know, it 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 hurts some. But 
but anyway, he's he's better. He's he can play through it, obviously. And uh that he had five or six of those finishes during the game, uh, the NC State game. And when the team's not shooting well from three point, right? You got to find high percentage shots to make up for that. And that's a weapon that we didn't see again all this year from him. We saw it some last year in the NCAA tournament when he was playing well. And boy, if, if that becomes a consistent weapon for them, I mean, look out. That's you know, with, with what Filipowski gives you and 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 the other balanced scorers they have Parker scoring more now. To have that that high percentage base to build off of of just three or four of those a game, you know, can keep you from going in those long stretches where you don't score for five or six minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we need that. Uh obviously, as, as I said before, you know, we shot 10% from three points, you know, mm-hmm. three-point land. Uh, we can't go with the games, you know, trusting that our outside shooting is going to be there because it's been kind of up and down inconsistent all year. But the fact that we have a guy who knows, you know, how this goes, especially late in the season, late in the game like that, you know, it's great for our team. And I'm seeing like guys like Proctor kind of take notice what Jeremy's lead is doing. And he's doing the same thing. Like I'm being more aggressive. Uh, he's been hitting, able to hit, you know, some shots as well. But he's been kind of up and down with his his shot. But he's, you can see he's he's wanting to take those big time moment shots. And mm-hmm. we've seen that now with him. So the, the 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 growth with him has been great to see. But it just for me, I just wish that we can get a little bit more from our outside perimeter shooting. And I, like I said, it goes back to Whitehead, where I'm hoping that he gets more aggressive. Because like I said, he had two no subpar shooting games, and then you know last game he had uh, two for two. They don't mm-hmm. two shots the whole time, but yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but I just want him to get a little more aggressive because what we saw in uh Syracuse, you know, that's where he had, he had four threes, yeah, yeah, he was catching shooting and he wasn't even thinking about it. like guy was in his face, catch shooting, you know, a little bit behind the three point line. You could see he was he was confident, he had like his you know, even in, um, when he got hurt against uh Virginia Tech, yes, he, that game he had like he had 17 yeah. points when he got yeah, hurt, yeah, you, you yeah. saw it, you say, you know, you see it, and then it's like something happens where. We can't just get a full game like that. And I'm hoping that, you know, with all the emotions that, you know, the robbery game with Carolina has, I'm hoping that that kind of triggers something, you know, good, you know, in a positive way uh, where he's not thinking about anything anymore. He's out there just playing and letting loose and having things kind of come to him naturally. And this will be his first game. He missed the first game with Carolina. That's when he was out. Right, right. That was just a couple of weeks after the injury against Virginia Tech. So, uh, yeah, this will be something special for him to go over to take that little bus ride over to Chapel Hill and see what they got. Right. So, <laughs> um, uh, so thinking back to that, thinking to that matchup, you know, what Duke did defensively against NC state well, in a lot of ways, what they have to do against Carolina, because you got the, you got love and Davis on the perimeter who can score. Uh, you got Baycott inside. Who's, you know, one of the best, if not the best player in the ACC. Uh, and you've got to find a way to, to guard both. And, and um, now that Pete Nance is shooting a little better for Carolina, um, I don't know if Duke will be able to have Filipowski double down on Baycott, something like they did DJ Burns. Maybe we'll, we'll see what they, maybe they'll put Mitchell on, on Nance. And Mitch has been a good defensive player too, but uh, um, that's that to me, that's just the initial thoughts on the, on the matchup. They, they really held Carolina down shooting wise. I think in the first game at Cameron, Carolina shot 34%. So um, that's the kind of defense Duke needs to play that, to get things going. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but the only thing is, all the plans that happen when you prepare for a robbery game kind of go out the window, so to speak, because once those juices and those, 
you know, uh, and energy levels start flowing and all of a sudden you kind of get into it and you didn't think of it. Uh, and you get the energy from wherever can, uh, fan base, whether it's, you know, at home and you get the the love behind you or you in uh, Chapel Hill and they were hating you and booing you and pointing at you, and, you know, things like that. It kind of like uh, you kind of zone in on the game and you kind of forget sometimes, oh, yeah, what did coach say about this? Oh, we're going to run this? Oh, I forgot about that. You know, <laughs> yeah. get caught up in it. So <laughs> things always happen. I mean, we've seen uh, times where both teams, uh, you know, right now are not ranked, but yet it still be a really good game. Or it'd be a guy, a team where it'd be ranked in the top five and a team in the top 20, uh, late in the 20s, whatever, and it'd still be a great game. So it doesn't matter. A rivalry game, you never know what to expect. So it's going to be great to see uh, how both these teams play, especially – last home game so i'm hoping that we kind of get it back to them because they kind of finished our last home game mm -hmm. last year mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that we kind of do the same thing to them uh they had their players you know come back and you know we're gonna we know we need to do to get to the next level and yep. you know all, all the trash talking they was talking about whatever so i'm hoping that for my, me and my sake i'm hoping that we kind of give to them just a little bit more and in their year on a loss at their home like they kind of did with us yeah, uh, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, we all got our, got our guys back. We're all Carolina talking about they're all ready to make the run again. Here they've won three in a row, right, coming at the end of the year when they're on the bubble and they may not make the tournament, but now they're starting to come on. I was just uh, – before we taped this, I was on a uh, call earlier today with uh, uh, a show that happened to be a couple of Carolina uh, supporters or fans that were on there, and uh, uh, that, that was all the talk was, okay, flip the switch, here we go. It's just going to be like last March. Carolina's going to get into Dayton and, and go all the way to the final four, you know? So uh, this is Duke's chance to stop that, right? This is the, yeah, this yeah. is the opportunity. <laughs> right, right, right. So it, it'll be, uh, especially for a lot of the former players, former players, it'd be a little bit of uh, kind of a joy, joyous occasion. If we see that happen where all of a sudden they didn't even get a chance to even get to compete, to compete in the tournament. So, like, right. you know, for them, the, the, the day, uh, Dayton tournament with a, was it, was it four or 18? For, yeah, it's the first four, but it's eight teams. Eight teams, yeah. Yeah, yeah four yeah, games. Yeah. Four, four games. games, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so we'll see if they get out of that. Uh, if they, Well, right now I think that's where they're heading. If they beat Duke, that'll give them two quad one wins. That'll kind of boost them a little bit. Then have to do some work in Greensboro next week. But anyway, um, yep, that's enough talk about Carolina's team. I think we'll talk about Duke. This is what this <laughs> podcast is about, although they're playing. Right, so, right. Um, yes, but the point is, uh, Duke can put a can put a stop to what the the momentum Carolina's on, and frankly, they're finally playing. You know, it's like they have to be hungry to um to to be able they have to have their backs against the wall to to find their their stroke. They played well against Virginia, uh, but but Duke is playing, you know, better than anybody in the ACC right now. Five consecutive wins, eight wins out of the last ten. Uh, the Virginia game is one of those losses, so really maybe it's nine out of ten. Uh, uh they they've played you know winning basketball in, in all those games except for really except for the Miami game. And uh, uh, now Duke only shot 39% in the game against Carolina back in Cameron. So that was a game where they didn't shoot very well. Uh, but and that was, that's why it was 63 to 57. I would think we'd see a little more points scored maybe in this game. I don't know. <laughs> that's usually the way these teams play, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope so. Um, <laughs> but uh, if we're not scoring, our defense got to be a big factor. So if we're not scoring, then they sure can't score either. So right, right. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, if that's going to be the case, because like I said, we can't handle a lot more of these 10%, uh, you know, three-point you know, shooting games and expect to be in the game or ahead in the game. So, you know, things like this, you know, it's kind of an anomaly because, you know, when it does happen, 
other things that go well and for us to go well was, you know, Jimmy Roach hitting big shots down a lot, stretch of the game, us getting turnovers and us getting uh, stops and uh, crashing off into bad basket so we can get, you know, second chance points, which will end up giving us 42% from the two uh, shooting wise. So, uh, but if, if the other things are, you know, continuing not to go our way, we still doing a good job of finding ways of trying to, you know, rectify that pretty much. And that the offensive rebounding is such a huge factor because, you know, when you when you only hit two out of 19 threes, there are going to be shots, second chance points available. And Duke has done an exceptional job this year of taking advantage of that, of getting those second chance opportunities and converting a lot of them. And that that has been that's that's been everything to this offense. When the when the shooting hasn't early in the season that, that carried them to some wins that maybe they wouldn't have gotten without that. And so now that the shooting's a little better overall. Uh, they're still rebounding well, so even when they do miss, they have a good chance to to secure it and get an, get another possession and really break the heart of the of the other defense. You know how that goes when you're on that end of it. On the opposite end of it, you do a great job. You force them into a miss. They get a rebound. They get a second chance basket. You know you've defended for forty or forty five seconds and you still give up the basket, and that's really you know disheartening. So that that's what they want to do Saturday night in in Carolina. And um, one thing will be uh, back to Duke's defense. Proctor on either R.J. Davis or Caleb Love, you know, they he and Roach will be on those two guys, and really, you know, getting in their heads, kind of like what what Proctor's done and Roach a little bit too to these guys lately, um, picking them up at half court, shadowing them around the court everywhere they go, and then the, you know Duke does some switching right, but for the most part, you know, you got one guy kind of chasing another guy and uh, um, getting under his skin. That'll be the big thing. Is getting because Caleb Love can it can have times when he goes the hero ball route, and if he gets frustrated, he might say, "I'm just going to chuck this up and score on you." Oh, I missed another one. No, so that's what you got to do. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I I definitely agree. I mean, uh, I'm the outside looking in, but it seems like their chemistry is not quite the same as it was, especially when they clicked last year and kind of went on that little stretch. So I'm not sure exactly what it is with that, but if I was able to find out. I would definitely be using, you know, that against them and kind of, you know, saying a couple words or something, whatever, you know, kind of get the edge. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the fact, yeah, but the fact that uh, we know that we have a promising, a really good defender now with Proctor and him wanting to take on this assignment, I think it's great to see that he had two really good defensive games. Now can you string along a third one, a third meaningful one at that? You know, I mean, I'm not saying that you always got to be a stopper, but if you over here, you know, him him not getting a, the the opponent not getting a um, career average and keeping it underneath them, you know, that's a you know a great thing. Or just taking him kind of completely out of the actual uh, ball game and like you said, mm-hmm. have him go into that hero ball because if he's doing that. That means Baycott is not over here, you know, getting his, his stuff. Leaky Black is not over here, you know, just kind of slashing to the basket. You know, other factors are not being, you know, featured because one-on-one, hero ball, and all of a sudden everybody's kind of out of it. So, yeah. but I, I, I'm looking forward to that uh, matchup. I think that's going to be something I'm kind of key on the most just because I've seen now two really good defensive games from Proctor. Yeah, and, and against two of the, the better perimeter scorers in the league and Hunter league, Couture yeah. and uh Turquavian Smith. So uh it's not like he did it against uh you know the bottom bottom teams in the league or anything. These are these are two uh really good guys that he that he shut down and uh, uh it's gonna have to continue because that's it. This is a 
you mentioned the rivalry and the passion and emotions are everybody's going to be on edge. If you can start getting under somebody's skin a little bit and take them out a little, that that's, that's the key. And so, um, you know, Proctor on the outside, lively and Filipowski lively beyond Baycott. Right. So, um, he's got to do the job down there. Um, uh, you know, trying to get him frustrated and yeah, it was just a couple of weeks ago when I think Carolina lost at wake and uh, pretty badly. And, you know, Baycott kind of said, we're having practice Thursday. Uh, if anybody wants to play hard, show up. If not, don't bother. You know, that kind of thing. So um, th- there is some internal something going on there again. I'm <laughs> uh, on those all those guys coming back. So do yeah. these take advantage of that, right? Yeah, yeah. At least you, know, you hope so. You hope so. But, <laughs> hey, this is a game of uh, run. So you want to use as much as you can to take advantage of. So uh, like whatever they got going on, you know, keep it on that side of the uh, tobacco road. We don't want it yeah. on this side because <laughs> we're clicking on this side. <laughs> yeah, but Dukes have got it together. That's right. Yeah, yeah, after yeah. They had their meeting after the Miami game, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. that's yeah. really uh, that's really turned it around. It was that they all, they're all on the same page. They all know what they want to be here for. They want to win. They want to put banners up. They, um, uh, they came here to do that. And before they go on to whatever else they're going to do in their basketball career, they want to, they want to win a championship and and do that. So, um, this will be the last game, you know, regular season before, uh, Greensboro Duke can be anywhere from the fifth seed to the third seed in Greensboro. So there's a lot, there are many paths to Duke getting the double by still after Pittsburgh lost to Notre Dame on Wednesday night, that was an upset that probably didn't really see coming, but uh, here we go. That's what happens uh, late, late in the uh, season. So um, mostly Duke has to win uh, Saturday night or they're going to be the fifth seed. Uh, a Duke loss would eliminate all the other stuff that's above that, all the scenarios. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if Miami beats Pitt and Duke beats Carolina, Duke's the fourth seed, uh, there's many that Miami and Pitt are playing. That's really kind of for the regular season title. Uh, uh, and then um, Virginia's got Louisville. So Virginia factors in there as well. If they lost to Louisville, which again would be an upset, but you know, right. strange right. things happen. Right. So you're right. You're right. I mean, we've seen it throughout the whole course of the year. I mean, <laughs> you, you see a team, you know, think that it's going to be, you know, no chance. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, wait, it's an upset. Like, what's going on? Like, I mean, you just said to yourself, like, Notre Dame beating uh, number one pit. Like, yeah. I didn't expect that to happen. I mean, I know it was Brave's last game, but I didn't expect that to happen. But it happened, you know? <laughs> it did. And, uh, he, you know, it's funny because, you know, he recruited Capel and he coached Capel a couple of years at Duke uh, before he went to Delaware, Bray I'm talking about. And, uh, okay. and then he had to stick it to him. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Competition, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, Pitt plays Miami Saturday. Duke plays North Carolina. Louisville plays uh, Virginia. Clemson plays Notre Dame. So uh, for Duke fans, you need to root for Notre Dame. You need to root for Miami uh, because Duke Duke has the tiebreaker with Pittsburgh because they beat them. They split with Miami, so they don't have the tiebreaker there. So that goes, gets a little more confusing. But just for simple purposes, the better rooting guide here for Duke fans, root for Notre Dame. <laughs> root for Louisville and root right, for Duke. right, right. You want Duke to have the double buy, not play till Thursday, so I can yes. get an extra day. We can all have an extra day to rest. Extra before. day, there you go. There you go. <laughs> before we convene in Greensboro, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for the tournament. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh uh, uh a lot going on. It's March. Uh, we'll be uh, coming back with another episode uh, early in the week. We're gonna we'll tape it Sunday uh, after the Carolina game, 
put it up Monday, and uh, and then we'll go from there. As far as it depends on when Duke plays, we'll we'll talk about that with everybody on the uh, on the next episode. Is when the episode will come out after that, uh, because of uh, the tournament schedules and everything, and um, uh, when they're going to play. Because if Duke plays Wednesday, we can't really get another pod out to you before then. Uh, between that and the Carolina game, but anyway, it's March. Everybody, sleep when you can. Cause it's about to get real hectic. It's about to get real hectic. So I mean, I can't believe it's already March second right now. But yeah, we in March. So this is this is go time now. This is go time. <laughs> the, the brackets come out a week from Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's and then it's go. And then we'll have Duke will be in the NCAA tournament again. So um, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate Bet Online sponsoring uh, the podcast uh, as usual. Sheldon, uh, rest up. Get ready for Saturday, six thirty ESPN. Six thirty. Uh, that's right. Go. The last, the last. Go ahead. As long as, if I say long, as long as it's not a late game. I mean, these late games be killing me. <laughs> well, that's why I kind of just to revisit that for a second. The, the seeds. If Duke's the three seed, they play at night in the ACC tournament. So the two seed. Uh, this for a while they were six. That would have been like nine thirty or something. So anyway, if, they, if they're five or four, they play in the afternoon. Okay. So that's, that's that's what I'm looking for. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, everybody, uh, uh, enjoy the game Saturday night. Uh, the last time Duke and Carolina played, again, the, the ratings, almost 3 million people watched that game. Number one game of the year so far in college basketball. I'm sure it'll be the same thing uh, Saturday night, um, even though they're not ranked. Doesn't seem to matter, does it? Everybody loves the Duke-Carolina rivalry. It's right, the best thing right. going. So uh, enjoy it. Rest up, and we'll have another episode for you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.